0: Chapter Six. The New Birth. Ye must be born again, John, chapter three, verse seven. No one can be saved unless he is born again by the power of God's Holy Spirit. Ye must be born again, says Jesus. The necessity is absolute. Not merely you may be born again, but you must be born again. Born again nothing else will take the place of the new birth. Neither baptism nor confirmation will take the place of the new birth. Simon, in the eighth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, was baptized, and whatever the right form of water baptism may be, he was baptized the right way, for he was baptized by a man sent by the apostles and taken into the early church. But. When Peter and John came down and saw his heart, Peter said unto him, Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right before God. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Acts chapter 8 verses 21 and 23. A Baptized Lost Sinner I go to people and ask them to come to Christ. But they say, I have been baptized, I have been confirmed. Have you been born again? Ye must be born again. No performance of religious duties will take the place of the new birth. A great many people are depending on the fact that they say their prayers, read their Bibles, go to church, partake of communion, and perform other duties, but all that will not take the place of the new birth. Ye must be born again. Orthodoxy of faith will not take the place of the new birth. Many people say, I believe the Apostles' Creed. I believe the Nicene Creed. I believe in the larger Catechism and the shorter Catechism. I am Orthodox. I hold the right views about Christ, the right views about the Bible the right views about the atonement. You can be orthodox on every doctrine and be lost forever. I suppose the devil is as orthodox as a person can be. The devil knows the truth about the Bible. He hates it and loves to get others to believe something else, but he believes it himself. The devil knows the truth about Christ. He believes in the divinity of Christ, He tries to keep others from believing it, but he believes it himself. He knows Jesus Christ is divine. The devil believes the truth about hell. No one knows better than the devil that there is an everlasting hell. In that sense, the devil is perfectly orthodox, but yet he is damned. Ye must be born again. Culture, refinement, and outward correctness of life will not take the place of the new birth. The trouble with us is not merely in our outward life. The trouble is also in the heart. The corruption is in the heart, in the very deepest depths of our inner life, and merely to reform your outward life is not enough. That will not save you. It does not go deep enough. Suppose I had a rotten apple. I could take that apple to an artist and have him put a coating of wax around it and then paint it until it was just as beautiful in appearance as any apple you ever saw, but it would be just as rotten as ever. Take one bite into it and you bite into the decay. The trouble with people is that outside of Christ they are rotten at the heart, and mere culture. Mere refinement, mere respectability, mere reform, and mere morality is simply putting a coating of wax on the outside and painting it. You must be changed down to the deepest depths of your being. What we need is the power of God going down to the deepest depths of our souls, banishing death and bringing in life banishing corruption and bringing in the holiness of god follow holiness without which no man shall see the lord hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 and it is only by the regenerating power of the spirit of god that any man or woman can become holy ye must be born again the necessity of the new birth is universal No man or woman on the face of the earth will ever see the kingdom of God or enter the kingdom of God unless they are born again. There are no exceptions. No woman in your city, however refined, highly educated, amiable, or beautiful in her daily life, will ever see the kingdom of God unless she is born again. If anybody could have entered the kingdom of God without the new birth, It was Nicodemus. He was an upright man and honored by everyone. He moved in the best society as a man of wealth and culture. He belonged to the Orthodox party, a man of deep religious earnestness, sincerely desiring to know the right way. Nicodemus was a man who prayed and studied his Bible and went to the synagogue several times a week the lord jesus looked him right in the face and said nicodemus you must be born again no exceptions except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of god john chapter 3 verse 3 so i come to you with the question have you been born again i do not ask if you are a church member i do not ask if you believe the truth I do not ask if you say your prayers or read your Bible. I do not ask if you go to church. I do not ask if you have a liberal heart towards the poor. I do not ask if you give to foreign missions. Have you been born again? Transformation Well, somebody says, what does it mean to be born again? As good a definition as I know, is given in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Wherefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature, creation. The old things are passed away, behold, they are become new. The new birth is a new creation, a radical transformation by the power of the Spirit of God in the deepest depths of our being. A new will, new affections, and new thoughts. We are born with a perverted will. We are born with corrupted affections. We are born with a blinded mind. In regeneration, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God transforms our will, transforms our affections and our tastes, and transforms our way of looking at things. Every man and woman by nature has a perverted will, a will that is set on pleasing itself. By nature, we love to please ourselves. We do what pleases ourselves, and that may not be vicious at all. We may not be pleased to get drunk, or swear, or lie, or do anything vicious or vulgar, but yet our minds are bent on pleasing ourselves. But when God, by His Spirit, imparts to us His nature and life, our will is changed, and so is the whole purpose of our life. The whole will is surrendered to God, and we live to please Him. We may do a great many things we did before, but now we do them because they please God. Before, we did them because they pleased ourselves. Our affections are corrupt by nature. We loved the things we shouldn't love, and hated the things we ought to love. For example, many women love novels, which God hates. They love them more than they love the Bible, which God loves. If many women were to stand up and speak the truth, they would say, I would rather read a storybook any day of the week than read the Bible. Many of you love the theater, which God hates. I don't say God hates theatrical people. He loves them, but He hates the theater. God hates the card table. I am sure He does. You all would too, probably, if you knew as much about it as I do. But you love the card table. God hates dances. I would think that any intelligent, modest person would too, if they only stopped to think a little but many of you love dances. You would rather go to the theater than to the gathering of God's children. If you had your choice Wednesday night or Thursday night between going to a first-class opera or to a place where God's Spirit was present in power, you would choose the opera. You would go to a card party rather than to a quiet gathering of God's people, where they kneel down and pray for the outpouring of the Spirit. And very likely you are a church member. Love of the Bible. When God, through the power of the Spirit, imparts to you a new nature, you will love the Bible more than any other book in the world. You will love the place where God manifests Himself more than any place of worldly entertainment. You will love the company of God's people more than you will love the pleasures of this world. And the beautiful thing is that in a moment of time, by the power of God's Holy Spirit, the change comes. New tastes and new affections take the place of the old tastes and old affections. There is no one who loves the theater more than I once did, and the dance. I used to attend four to six dances a week, or anyone that loves a card party more than I once did, For I played cards every day of my life except on Sunday. I thank God that my mother's training at least kept me from doing it on Sunday. You could not hire me to do those things today. I think there is not enough money in this city to hire me to go to the theater unless I went there to get some poor soul out. There is not enough money to get me to play whist, or casino, or bridge, or anything else. I hate it. I love the things I once hated, and I hate the things I once loved. Why, in those days, I would rather have read any novel than have read this book. Today, I have more joy in reading this book than in any other book on earth. I love it. My greatest intellectual joy is just to pore over the wonderful pages of this book of God then you will get new thoughts. Many of you today are blind to the divine authority of this book. You believe all the nonsense that people tell you in the name of what they call scholarship about the mistakes in it. When you are born again, you will get a mind so in tune with the mind of God that you will believe everything in it in spite of what everybody says. Some of you cannot believe the doctrine of the Atonement, that Jesus took our sins in His own body on the cross. The preaching of this doctrine is foolishness to those who are perishing, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. But when we are born again, the doctrine that the Son of God died on the cross of Calvary will be one of the sweetest doctrines in all of the universe. You will have a new will set upon pleasing God instead of pleasing self, new affections to love the things that god loves and hate the things that god hates and a new mind about the truth of god have you been born again if not you are not saved scripture verily verily i say unto thee except one be born anew he cannot see the kingdom of god john chapter 3 verse 3 practicing righteousness how can we tell whether we have been born again or not 1 john chapter 2 verse 29 says everyone also that doeth righteousness is begotten of him if you have been born of god you will do as god does god does righteousness if you are born of god righteousness will be the practice of your life What is righteousness? It is doing that which is right in God's sight. A man who is born of God will study the Word of God to find out what God's will is as revealed in His Word. And when he finds it out, he will do it. Are you doing that? Studying the Word of God daily to discover what God wants you to do. When you find out what God wants you to do, are you doing it? scripture whosoever is begotten of god doeth no sin 1 john chapter 3 verse 9 that is that person does not make a practice of sin john tells us what he means by sin a few verses before this to commit sin is to do that which you know to be contrary to god's will when he knows god's will the man of God will not disobey it. He may be mistaken. He may do something that he did not realize at the time was not God's will. But he will discover it was not, and when he does, he will admit it and confess it as sin. Or he may be suddenly surprised, overtaken by a sudden temptation and fall. But as soon as he recognizes it, he will confess it he will not continue day after day doing that which he knows to be contrary to the will of God. Anybody who is regularly making a practice of something that they know to be contrary to the will of God has reason to doubt whether they are born again. A young man asked me on the street on Thursday, If a man is born again and lies down in sin and dies in sin, will he be saved? Why, I said, a man who is born again will not lie down in sin. He may fall into it, but he will not stay there. Do you know the difference between a hog and a sheep? A hog will fall into the mud, and when he gets there, he will stay there. A sheep may fall into the mud, but he gets up as quickly as he can. Many people that we think are Christ's sheep are only washed hogs or sows. A sow that is washed will return to the mire, but a sheep will not stay in the mud. Some of you say, I wish Dr. Tory would not use such inelegant language. It is not my language, it is God's. If you are only outwardly reformed, if you are simply externally converted, in a few weeks you will go back to your sin and your worldliness you are only a washed sow i am quoting scripture it is god's language second peter chapter 2 verse 22 the person who is outwardly converted but not inwardly transformed will give up after a little while but if you have been born again you are transformed from a sow into a sheep and you will never be down in sin again love of the brethren you find the third proof of regeneration in 1st John chapter 3 verse 14 love of the brethren We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren Love for everybody that belongs to Christ irrespective of their social position and irrespective of their race or color We love the brethren every child of God The nature of God is love and if God has imparted His nature to you, you have a heart full of love, and especially love for God's children. I once went to a communion service in the city of Brooklyn, and they were receiving new members. A lady sat near me, and when the people stood up to receive the new members, I saw that she did not stand up. When the meeting ended, I said to her, I knew her very well, Why didn't you stand up to receive the new members? She replied, I was not going to stand up for them. They are our mission people. I am not going to love and watch over and care for them. They were poor and she was rich. She was not a child of God. You will love the poorest, old washerwoman who was born of God just as much as if she were the wife of a millionaire a woman who cannot read or write, you will love just as much as if she were the most highly educated woman in the kingdom. It is a practical love, a love that shows itself by going into the pocket. People will get up in a prayer meeting sometimes and say, I know I have passed from death unto life because I love the brethren. After the meeting, a lady goes around and says, There is Mrs. Smith. She is in trouble, She needs a little help, and we are taking a collection for her. Won't you give something?" And the first woman says, I cannot do it. Christmas is coming, and I must get presents for my sisters and children and cousins, and I cannot give to everybody. You can if you are a child of God and have it to give. The Bible is such a practical book for everyday life. The proof of the new birth is love, and the proof of love is that if you have a penny left in your pocket you will go and share it with your poor brethren your poor sisters if you are born again jesus is the christ another test is in first john chapter 5 verse 1 whosoever believeth that jesus is the christ is begotten of god now you say i agree with that I believe that Jesus is the Christ. Do you? Of course I do. I am perfectly orthodox. It is not orthodoxy, it is real belief. Christ means King, and if you really believe in Christ as King, it leads you to set Him up as King in your heart. Does Christ sit upon the throne of your heart? Does Christ rule your life? If He does, you are born of God if he doesn't you are not first john chapter 5 verse 4 says whatsoever is begotten of god overcometh the world there are two classes of people in the world those who are overcoming the world and those who are being overcome by the world which class do you belong to are you getting the victory over the world or is the world getting victory over you Many people come to me and say, I know this is not just right, but it is what everybody here does and so I do it. The world is getting the victory over you. I don't believe in this, but all the people in our suburb, even including the church members do it, therefore I do it. The world is getting the victory over you. If you are born of God, you will get the victory over the world. You won't ask, What the world does, you will ask what Christ says, and you will obey Christ, your King. You will get the victory over the world, though you have to stand alone. Are you born of God? Ye must be born again. Have you been born again? I think many of you will say, No, I haven't. Can you tell me now what I must do to be born again? Yes, I can. God himself tells us. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, As many as received him, to them gave he the right to become the children of God. We are born again by God's Holy Spirit through his word the moment we receive Christ. When you take Christ into your heart, you take the life of God into your heart. When you take Christ into your heart, Christ comes and reigns and transforms you through and through in a moment. Anybody, however worldly, sinful, hard, or unbelieving they are, can become a new creature. Anyone today who will throw his heart open to let Jesus come in to rule and reign and take Him as His sin-bearing Savior, His deliverer from the power of sin, can be born again the moment you surrender the control of your life to Him. God, by the power of His Holy Spirit, will make you a new creature. Some people will present two persons. One has been carefully reared and taught to observe the outward forms of Christianity, and the other has descended into the deepest depths of sin. They will say, Here is this person very near the kingdom she will surely be easily led to accept Christ. But here this other person has descended into the depths of sin. Of course, we don't expect to see that one saved right now. Why not? If that moral, refined, amiable, beautiful girl takes Christ, then God by His Holy Spirit will impart His nature to her and make her a child of God the moment she does it, But if the vilest woman in this city takes Christ, then God by His Holy Spirit will impart His nature to her and make her a child of God the moment she does it. How often I have seen this, even at the same meeting. Ye must be born again. You can be born again. There is not a person within the hearing of my voice who cannot become a child of God right now if he will take the Lord Jesus Christ the moment he does god by a creative act by the power of his holy spirit will make him a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 two thoughts i wish to leave with you first that the most highly educated most upright most amiable most attractive man or woman who is without christ will never be saved except by the creative act of God when the Holy Spirit in the inmost depths of their soul makes them a new creation in Christ. Second, the most hopelessly abandoned man or woman in your city can be saved in an instant, born again, made a new creature the moment they accept Christ. We are all saved the same way, by the acceptance of Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit the instant we accept Christ. Have you been born again? If not, will you take Jesus right now and be born again?